This is Joshua Holt with the City and the Sound Podcast. This is today we're doing with my man Mel Crosby. Mel Crosby is a rapper here in the Birmingham, Alabama area. So before we get started with today's episode, you get to the kinks about Mel's life and his new album Iris, what I want you to do is open your ears, expand your mind, and listen to this. Mr. Mel Crosby, how's it going, man? Going pretty good, man. Can't complain. Okay, pretty good, pretty good, man. Um, so I guess you're originally from Birmingham, Alabama, correct? Correct, yeah. Gotcha. So, like, how was it? I guess say how was it say like growing up? I guess in Birmingham, like, what were some like the early music you were kind of listening to? You know, growing up as a kid. Uh, well, I'd really just listen to what my mom would listen to in the car. I just like mm-hmm. with her a lot. She was into like Outkast and like house music so that's really all i heard <laughs> <laughs> those are like two extremes you gotta do like you get the weirdest like some of the weirdest hip-hop and like in context of the 90s and then you get like dance music right <laughs> super crazy gotcha so were there's like any was there any music i guess early on that you picked up on that you like really kind of dug uh like by myself without her uh or with her yeah it wasn't really until high school, I guess, that I'd like really got into like hip hop. Mm-hmm. And like the first artist I actually got into was Kanye. And then from Kanye got into like Kid Cudi and then like Spitball and all the like people that were around him. Yeah. Yeah. So did you have like do you have like a favorite Kanye album? It it goes back and forth between late registration and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Really? Damn, man. Yeah. Like, not graduation's not even in there. <laughs> it, graduation definitely top three. <laughs> definitely top three. So, so you said Kanye, but you like so you said Kid Cudi with it. Was there kind of anyone else that kind of early like hip hop artists you kind of listened to that kind of influenced you know your music? Uh, other than Cudi, I probably say the Cool Kids. Mm-hmm. They're like a like a really big influence on just like the way I think about 
just like life and whatnot. Mm. Was um, would you say kind of like Kanye and those like Kid Cudi was like the first rappers to make you say like I guess, you know, there's always like a rapper who can like give a rap be like I can do this, I can rap. Was there like the first people to like make you be like, all right, I can do this rap thing, you know? They were actually because they were making like rap music that I'd never really I wasn't used to. Because, like, at the time I got into rap music, what was popular was, like, the dance kind of rap. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Soldier Boy and, like, Laffy <laughs> I was not into that at all. <laughs> <laughs> when I heard Kanye, I was like, oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know you could actually make rap music like this. Gotcha. So, like, I guess growing up being from Birmingham, like, you know, there's, like, a huge, you know, the last couple years, a huge wave of music from the hip-hop in the South, you know, like, Outkast, you know, a lot of the new rappers that come out right now from like what did you say like i guess growing in birmingham was like kind of the hip-hop scene here like growing up i didn't really even discover it until like 2017 mm-hmm. uh because like both of my older brothers rap but they didn't go to like a central spot or anything to like rap so the only rappers i knew were them yeah then like 2017 is when i just like discovered everything like all the venues and all the shows people like frequent so, like, who was, like, some of the first, I guess, the local rappers you really, like, kind of, like, Doug? Uh, definitely Lauren Michelle. She was, like, my first favorite rapper, like, from here. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Daniel, of course. Uh, those are really, like, the two big ones. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So, I guess, what would you say, like, kind of Birmingham is, like, has contributed to the hip-hop scene, you know, as opposed to, like, Atlanta um like I'm from New Orleans originally so I know there's like a huge presence there and everything so like yeah yeah what would you say like kind of the scene is kind of like was really special about the scene kind of in Birmingham relation you know to the hip-hop community what's really special about it is it's very honest Mm -hmm. so like if you if you do not make good music Birmingham will let you know (laughs) (laughs) Birmingham will not let you be whack and you not know it Was there like, well, I guess coming up, you know, like when you made your like your first kind of like music, was there like, was there any any of that like, all right, man, you need to work on this a little bit more? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of that when I first started. (laughs) And I was mad at the time, but I'm thankful for it now because I would have still been in that same spot if I hadn't Uh gotten that. That's good. Especially with local communities, I think they do a good job of like kind of keeping you humble, you know, in a way. Because, yeah. you know, the big communities, you can get too big. And, like, it, once you, like, you know, if you go somewhere Atlanta, you can, like, do one song in there and they hit the masses. Whereas, because you know, it's, like, everyone's connected in that community. Whereas somewhere, like, here, it's really got to work your way up. So, along that way, people can be like, all right, man, this is, <laughs> just slow down, you know, work on this, you know, improve right. your sound, stuff like that, you know. Yeah, right, yeah. One thing I really I really dig about your music, um, and I was trying to, like, well, I was into it earlier. Um, was there's like a really cool like <laughs> nerd presence in it, <laughs> like a huge. Uh, this is a word they use online: blurred black nerd. There's like a huge presence like that. Um, and like, and when I was thinking about it, like I was listening to it, I was thinking about like Lupe Fiasco. He's kind of like you know black nerd. There's like all these other like hip hop artists. I guess who were, I guess it's because there's so much people from that generation. We grew up listening, watching stuff like anime you know, comic books, reading stuff like that, that kind of leads into the music. Would you say, I guess, that kind of nerd culture really leads into your music to kind of your personality as a rapper? It definitely did. Uh, it helped me, like, be myself with my lyrics. Mm-hmm. 
instead of trying to chase a certain image. Man, I'm the biggest anime nerd. <laughs> That's what like all of my lyrics were about when I first started, because that's really all I knew. Yeah. <laughs> it was just all like anime punchlines and stuff. But it definitely helped me like become who I am. Mm. What would you say is like, I guess what would you say is your favorite anime amongst the anime? If you're like an anime, yeah. Oh man, I hate this question. <laughs> <laughs> you know everyone's all asked that question, like, what's your top five? And you're like, man, I can't can't choose. Probably Samurai Champloo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Afro Samurai too, like a lot too. Uh, really, like anything by Studio Manglo. Um, I don't want to say like the big ones, like I, even though I love Dragon Ball Z and like Naruto and stuff. Like I don't want to say those. Everybody loves those. Yeah, yeah, but those are the big ones for me. Gotcha. I feel like those, you know, because like Samurai Champloo obviously has like a has soundtrack and songs by New Jabas and like. Um, Afro Samurai is like soundtrack by the RZA. Was it kind of like sort of informing like the kind of the vibe of the music you wanted to make? Because this Rosa show is very much influenced by kind of hip hop culture. Definitely, that for sure. Especially like and this this I guess the beats um on your, on your new album. I was very much getting that like I don't want to use the word vibe because I feel like everyone uses that word, but very much that kind of vibe kind of beat. You know, definitely that's what we were going for. We wanted a vibe with this one. Dope, dude. Dope. Um, also, I see you have a you have a Pokemon podcast, correct? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was I listening do. to it. I was like, you got ads and everything. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> we out here. <laughs> I was like, how'd you get ads in the first episode? <laughs> was there a sponsorship or some shit? <laughs> trying to get that revenue. <laughs> <laughs> what What was a uh, what like? I guess what I guess what kind of led to you like decide to make like a Pokemon podcast? Well, Pokemon has just always been, like, something I've always played. I've just always been into it. Like, I played all the games. Like, I watched the show. And I've always wanted to do a podcast, but, like, I don't care enough about anything, really, to talk about it for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> if I were to ever do one, it would be Pokemon, because I could talk about Pokemon for days. Uh-huh. That's just how I get all of that out. So, you would you would you not say Pokemon is in your favorite anime? You say you could talk about it for days. <laughs> I forget that it's an anime. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess we think it was on Kids WB and everything. Like, it's just not Adult Swim. It's not anime. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Adult Swim. It's not anime, dude. It's not a tsunami. It's not a Cartoon Network. It's not a real anime. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess, like, how did you guys make uh, the album Iris? Like, what led to the creation of it? Like, what was the process about making this album and, like, choosing the beats and everything for it? It really, because it started with a song called Tango that I had made, uh, produced by a local producer named Ray Kwan. Mm-hmm. And we really liked the song. And I just like had to sit down with Richard because Richard was just learning how to like produce and like master and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we just came to a conclusion like of my catalog. There isn't like a whole lot of like vibey music you can kind of just sit and listen to. Yeah. It's more like talking to you kind of music. Mm-hmm. So, like, we just needed to add that to my, like, repertoire or whatever. Like, we just needed, like, really vibey, like, songs that yeah. people can just play all the time. Mm. And so, Richard, he was like, you know what? I'm just going to produce your entire album because I'm learning how to make <laughs> <laughs> We just sat down. He made the first beat. And every song we made was made the same night the beat was made. Dude, that's dope. So, like, it wasn't even, like, a process of, like, Rich had, like, a bunch of beats and it was like, all right. You want to rap in these? It was like, all right, here's the beat. It's like, you, you want to rap in this? 
he is one one after another. I just go to his house. He just start start on the beat, and then once he gets like a little flow going, then I'll like start writing, and then that be it. Was it cool working with him because like he's also a rapper too? Like kind of working with producers, a rapper because they have kind of like the insight of like the kind of beats that would be cool to rap over because they do that themselves. Right. Yeah. So he could instantly tell me if if, if something was trash or like, <laughs> <He's> like <laughs> <laughs> if something I said was trash or if something in the beat was trash instantly. So that was really good working with somebody that knows. What song, like, I guess, which song, like, was that, like, I guess, of all the ones you worked on the album, like, was the one that, like, took a bit to work on where he was like, all right, you know, go back in the booth, do it again. <laughs> get, get another verse. <laughs> oh, man. It was probably Panic because uh-huh. I was drunk when we recorded Panic. <laughs> <laughs> I just had so many, like, crazy ideas for that song because I was drunk. Yeah. Like, uh, Okay, I don't know about that. So, <laughs> just kind of threw stuff at the wall until it stuck. I was do. I was saying like that was like I've listened to like live music this year, and like that is one of like the top five bangers of twenty twenty. Like yeah, that beat and everything. I was like this because I was like, oh, I mean, let's check this out. And I was like, damn, this shit is good. <laughs> and and it, was, it was it was just it was just like it was just nice, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. No, there's no problem. Like that song, um, still up. Um, Tango, like those are the ones I was like, man, I, I dig the hell out of this. Yeah, yeah, like especially because <laughs> I, originally I was like, I wonder if this song's about when you threw like a um, the Panic at the Disco reference that made me laugh. Yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, this, is a, this dude did a Panic at the Disco reference in 2020. Like, what is that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was the original name of the song, but we don't want to risk getting it taken down just in case there's any like copyright like issues uh-huh. or anything. Yeah, so we just called it Panic, but. On the um on the song Tango, uh, I, I thought it was really cool that you kind of talked about like uh, two step with depression. Like, I guess as an artist, especially as a hip hop artist, like, do you like kind of suffer, you know, with depression or anything? And like, it's kind of like in your music, kind of cathartic to talk about it in that kind of way. Yeah, it's it's really a release because I kind of like I don't talk a lot, just like in my personal life. So I just mm-hmm. kind of really hold it in and just like kind of you know I just wear a mask and then just kind of compress when I get home and being able to put it in music helps me like like deal with it better because yeah. like you know it's like it's like out there it's not like just in my head now it's out there too I feel you I feel like um that's being like being a black dude there's such like a pressure to like not buckle under pressure or anything you know and like kind of keep those feelings in so it's like right uh whenever we, we hear someone talking about it, it's like oh shit I didn't know like it was going through it like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> yeah <laughs> So like um uh, I guess another thing I was talking about um so like um so I guess how did like when was the moment like starting with you, you know, like starting like when you started to rap were you like kind of led to the creation of your early music to kind of this point like when was like the I guess the stages of progress uh well I started rapping because we had like a blizzard here in Birmingham in like early twenty I heard about that. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was the day I started rapping. Uh, it was fake. Like, yeah, I had like a homie who was rapping on Instagram. He was not a rapper. Mm-hmm. I was super impressed with his rap on Instagram. And one of my other homies who was watching it was like, yo, he's dissing you. You need to go watch that again. <laughs> and I'd never written a rap in my life. I didn't, I'd never attempted it. I went back and listened to it. I was like, yo, he is dissing me. <laughs> <I just laughs> Took like a took like an hour and a half. Wrote a diss track back, put it on Instagram, and that was the that was the bug. That was the bug. So like, 
what then led uh led to like the creation of like your first ep like what was kind of that process man i just like what just having just like the urge to make music when i figured out i could do it i just went out and bought like what I could afford is like a mic. I got like a $40 mic from like Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> recorded it on like my mom's computer. I just like got audacity and just like got beats off YouTube and just, it just spitballed from there. Has like any of those beats you saw on YouTube, anyone been like, was it like the free beat section? <laughs> the free, like a <laughs> Joey badass type beat. Like, all right, put this on here. <laughs> it was definitely all type beats. And I discovered through audacity i figured out how to take the tags off of the beats <laughs> <laughs> which if any of those were online now i would for sure get sued i took all of them down but <laughs> it was definitely a legal activity <laughs> so like when you when you made them like was it was it like music kind of going up on like bandcamp or soundcloud or like start like on spotify it's bandcamp and uh, soundcloud gotcha so like what was like i guess the, the traction there that kind of like gave you a following you know like kind of get your name out you know the community uh it was when i met richard daniel um because i met him in 2015 because he had a show at uh zydeco mm -hmm. and i thought because i'm just i'm like kind of arrogant i just assumed i was the greatest rapper of all time just instantly <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then i saw him perform and then i went listen to his music i was like wow i'm trash <laughs> <laughs> like he is way better than i am so i went after i heard his music i, I went like made myself better i was like all right this next song this next project it has to outdo him and just did like that rivalry we have <laughs> that rivalry. now it's a working partnership yeah right <laughs> but um i guess like did you did you think that music released it like do you think like you i did him like the first time you did like the first ep like you're like right, i beat him on this you know in my head i never have i'm not i'm not sure if i have or not <laughs> to myself i haven't <laughs> mm, yeah but i think i think that's good because i think if i would have like felt like i beat him at something i would have just kind of plateaued and just stopped yeah what do you i think um what do you think like as a rapper like more you have to learn and like grow with as far as like making your raps or like become like a better lyricist like you feel like you have to like kind of i guess do going forward uh think less and kind of just feel it out Mm -hmm. I feel like when you overthink it and when you think about it like like it's a job or something that you have to do that's when it becomes like bad and like trash mm -hmm. so just like just feel it out like let your emotions go you know do it Have there was there like ever like any song like you made or like even on this album where like the verses kind of just came like freestyle like when making it or like was there like a process of having to write out the lyrics and write it out you know uh, Dahlia was definitely like that because mm -hmm. I think we made Dahlia in like 30 minutes Shit. Like like the lyrics just came just super quick. Like he let me hear the beat. He had actually like made that beat earlier that day before we had met up, and then he was just playing beats that he made in the car. And the the, the Dahlia beat came on. I was like, "Yo, what is this?" Mm -hmm. He was like, "Oh, that's a beat I made earlier today." I was like, "No, send me this like right now." <laughs> <laughs> we just went to his house, and it was it was over with. Like in thirty minutes, I had the verse, and we just knocked it out. That's dope. What, is, what would you say, like, on the album is, like, the favorite song like, in the process that you've made or, like, the one that you're, like, the most proud of on this album? Uh, probably it's either Melrose or Malima. Because mm. Malima's, like, a really big song. We got Kenny Black on. We There's so much work put into that song. Oh, my God. Like, for me and Rich, like, Rich mixed it, I don't know how many times. <laughs> Trying to get the, the vocals right. Uh -huh. I sang 
little bit on like on, like on like some of the parts. I am not a singer. <laughs> Great singing voice. I had to I had to do that. That's like super out of my comfort zone. Hmm. But I'm proud of that song. Dope. What would you say like as far as music in the works? Like, what do you have in the works going on right now? Uh, right now, I'm learning how to produce. Because hmm. like I want the next thing I put out to be completely produced by me. Cause like I, you know, I, I know I have the ability. I just have to sit down and learn how to do it. Yeah. And it's just frustrating. Like when I try to sit down and I'm like not automatically good at it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like always like the first like year or two years is just like straight trash, and then like it gets better, you know, from there going up. Right. Yeah. Because when I first started rapping, like I thought I sounded good immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I'm the goat. Like it's gonna be easy." <laughs> especially with beats because like it could sound really dope to you and then you're like right, you gotta listen to this and the dudes like people just like i don't know man i'm <laughs> about this garage yeah. band beat dude <laughs> exactly so like uh i guess kind of quarantine and everything and the question i asked you a lot is like what have you kind of been listening to as far as music goes recently uh not a whole lot of rap i listen to a lot of r&b um hmm going into this album a whole lot of frank ocean um a lot of action the uk just a whole lot of like kind of like sad just r&b music it's funny because i feel like this album like it, it can kind of have like a if like, it could have a sad vibe but i think it more has more of an introspective vibe than anything i feel that yeah because i feel like some people, you know, are like, man, I don't need a sad album right now. <laughs> it's, definitely, <laughs> right. it's definitely not sad. It's not like you could put this on and vibe to the album. It wouldn't be like a mood killer. Um, Because there's there's some R&B and stuff like that where it's definitely like, man, I'm turn off. I'm not trying to get... I'm not trying to think max today. Right, we try to put the medicine in the... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing, I guess as a rapper, uh, uh, as kind of as a Southern artist, like, do you think... Um, I guess kind of the Birmingham scene like has something to say or like kind of as far as like reaching like national exposure, like kind of on a wider space with the hip hop scene. Yeah, we definitely, what I've noticed is we definitely want people to like pay attention to what we're saying, mm -hmm. like Birmingham artists from like the ones I've come across, like that's the main thing about like a lot of Birmingham artists like start off as poets. Yeah. Like there's a really big like, like thing on like lyricism and like, Pretty much everyone I've come across to just really want to be heard and like make sure you hear what we're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, as far as like um, it's funny. It's the last song on the album. I feel like it is like straight poetry in a way. Yeah. Like when you when you're kind of approaching it as that, did you like straight like produce it like as a poem on that song? I approached a lot of them as poems. Um, because I wrote, I started writing poetry early mm -hmm. this year, and that really helped me like develop my lyrics better yeah a lot of these were like as poems just like more rhythmic dope so like would you say kind of going forward like starting songs from the standpoint like usually you'll start them off as poems and then kind of bring them into the songwriting process yeah just kind of like match them to the beat oh, okay cool uh, another question i want to ask i know i knew you were talking about kind of favorite anime another kind of favorite question like what would you say like like if you would say like your top five like rappers, ooh, okay. Number one is definitely Kid Cudi. Mm. Um, man, Nas has always been one of my favorite rappers. He's up there. I'm a huge Big L fan. 
Uh, Tyler, the creator, is up there. I'm a big Tyler fan. And probably Isaiah Rashad. It was funny when when uh, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about people like uh, you remind me of. What I was gonna say it was Isaiah Rashad. There's like him. Um, as far as vocally, uh, this is the group De La Soul. They have one rapper in there. I was like, this dude sound almost sounds like identical to his voice. Rapper, Yo, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Posidonis. <laughs> I was like, is this Posidonis from De La Soul? It's got a solo. <laughs> Wow, I never realized that. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I was like this, like yeah, especially like check out like that album "Stakes Is High" by them because like it it is like the same kind of vibe and the way you're rapping and like he's rapping is like, all right, this is like I I see that too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh well, Mel, I really want to thank you, man. I know uh, uh you know you're probably busy on time, but thanks for just being interviewed this. Like I really enjoy your music, dude. So wish you all the success, man. Thank you for having me. This is a super dope show. Oh, dude, no problem, man. I want to thank Mel Kreiser for coming to today's session. If you like his music and you want to hear his new album, Irish, you can listen to it on Spotify or other streaming platforms. You guys have a good one. I'll see you next time.